Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm Kristen Vandeveer here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are your hosts. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders. And tonight we're going to be talking about a subject that is pretty um, on the surface for us right now. And it is, we're going to be talking about grief. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say yay because I didn't want to yay grief. <laughs> yeah, I know. You usually yay. Hey, yay. Just... I'm a yay I'm girl. Like, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be able to. <laughs> but this one is going to be as light as our normal ones, but who knows? Maybe it might be. The reason we're going to be talking about this particular subject is because uh, I have personally gone through a loss um, in a few weeks ago. Um, I, I was uh, five months pregnant. And now I'm not. Um, and we lost our baby girl. Her name is Artemis. And, um, you know, it's been an interesting journey losing her. Um, I've been going through the full spectrum of it. Everything from being in, you know, a very cosmic place where I feel, you know, that nothing, you know, in that cosmic place, nothing is ever lost. So, you, there's no grief there. So I've been able to access that. And then I have been able to go back up into the funnel and into the individual self and also feel that as well and let that stretch and change what it's supposed to change. Um, but yeah, grief is, grief is a hard topic. I think about, you know, I've, I've been thinking about in the spectrum of difficult things to go through, grief is up there because when I think about, okay, what would I go through if it, if I could trade, you know, if I could get her back and have this not have gone this way, this was not my preference, you know, what would I have gone through? And there's the, I haven't quite thought of anything yet mm-hmm. that's, um, that I wouldn't be willing to do if it meant that I could have reversed this outcome. Um, but grief is a, is a challenging subject to talk about from the Vedic perspective, I find, because, do you know? Do you find that too? I, I think so because it, it it's gets a little into what we discussed in one of our episodes on a little gaslighting. Yeah, it it, it goes right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's meant to to get you into that cosmic place and you know get you healing faster, but at the same time, it. It makes you feel bad if you're if you're in grief if you're grieving, right. so it's 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 a tough topic to tackle because you have to see it from the whole the funnel the funnel because yeah. you don't want to just go strictly big because you, you have to go through everything and in your case as we were talking about before there's also the physical aspect so you can't yeah. just go cosmic when your body is going through all these changes. Right. Right. And the, you know, to me, the, I guess we could talk about what is the Vedic perspective on it. Um, and it, you know, it, it can make you feel really bad if you don't have the greater context, because someone could say like, you know, your grief is about you, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about them because it's about your loss, but you're not thinking about their experience you know, mm-hmm. wondering what they're experiencing. So, so 
I've always hesitated talking about it because it makes it sound like here, here rather than comforting someone who's grieving, you're basically telling them they're selfish for feeling what they're <laughs> feeling. I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> that's the worst. Don't they say anger is one of the stages of grief? That, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you have to go through it. I remember we hit the 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 anger stage. That's what's funny about being a meditator and grieving. It's a very different thing because mm-hmm. you speed you speed grief. You like fly through the phases of grief. And I remember like she died on, or we lost, I gave birth on Sunday and like, I think we got to anger by Thursday or something like that. <laughs> like, like we just flew through those stages of grief very quickly because you don't stay in anything that's irrelevant for long. So, mm-hmm. um, which is also a very odd thing to be a meditator, an advanced meditator who's, who's grieving because what you'll find is that people are hold their grief for a long time and they 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 may may even think that you're disconnected right right exactly that it's like there's a coldness Mm -hmm. another reason you don't want to i've been hesitant to talk about it because it seems very cold it's like it's like what do you mean you lost you know your loved one and a week later you're you're fine like how does that work Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) like that means that you must be inhuman yeah. Or um, in denial. A sociopath or something. Yeah. You know? And that's not really it. The, the truth is that when we drop our bodies um, from the Vedic perspective, you know, that that is really just the outer shell mm-hmm. that's gone and that the person from their perspective is still very much existing and um, and that there can be communication if mm-hmm relevant. However, that person is just no longer locatable. It's not like they're gone. And if we are in a, a very high state of consciousness, we are wishing what's best for them. And they, if they were suffering, say someone had cancer and then they pass away, they no longer have that body that was suffering. So now they're free, free from that suffering. They are no longer feeling the stress of the body. And so, um, and you know, there. If you're in that oneness consciousness state, you don't feel a loss because nothing is lost. Nothing can be lost. There's no going anywhere. There's no separation. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that is, you know, to the extent you're in that consciousness state, is the extent that you can experience that. Um, when my mother died, I was pretty young. I was in my mid twenties. And that was actually the incident that kind of kicked me on my path to, to this, to teaching, mm-hmm. because um, certain traumas can kick you into a higher yeah. consciousness. You state. didn't meditate at that moment, did you? No, mm-hmm. I wasn't meditating at all. Um, she died. And then for like three or four days, I was in a unity consciousness state, which meant that everything looked shiny and everything <laughs> looked like one thing. And I felt zero grief. It was nothing. I, it was, it was because from that it's an experience you know it's hard to describe that consciousness state but what you're experiencing is unity and so it didn't feel like she'd gone anywhere so i couldn't feel sad i couldn't feel grief and that wasn't stabilized because i wasn't a meditator and so that all came crashing down (laughs) after a few days (laughs) when i was like laying on my floor after that like writing bad poetry and eating craft mac and cheese for like three days in a row <laughs> robin. so it definitely there was i went from one end to the other um but um but yeah from that state there is no grief because you don't feel that otherness um but for most of us you know there 
to whatever degree you're in that state, you can experience that cosmic level and you can experience the, the very individual level where you just, it's just so hard to lose someone. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's searing. Searing is the, is the best adjective for it because it, it feels like your heart is being burned, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, I try to think of that feeling instead of using the word grief as just really, really, really intense love. Yeah. Love is that feeling, is that experience of the one turning into two and then remembering it's one, it's one again, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that recognition of unity. And so when we lose someone, there's that sudden separation that, that is just yearning so much for that other. And it's, it's a love experience. And so you feel like all the love for someone in just a very condensed amount. I love that. Yeah. It it makes it seem positive, Mm -hmm. I guess, in a way. But, um, but yeah, I've been talking for a while. No, no, no. I'm just, (laughs) I'm, I, I just love listening, um, to everything you have to say. And I I have a student and she, uh, recently her, her dad passed away. Mm -hmm. And so she was telling me she has, um, other people who passed away, uh, around her before. And she was like the experience of, going through this as a meditator has been completely different because she was like, don't get me wrong. Like I am devastated and I'm so unbelievably sad, but I'm not miserable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's different. It's, it's sad. It's, I don't know if to me, it's like, there's less suffering. Mm-hmm. Like you feel it fully. Like, you know, for that first week after she passed, I was, I was feeling it with my, like every cell in my body and, mm-hmm. you know, my whole body was looking for her. Like my hands kept going to my belly by instinct, mm-hmm. you know, like that, you know, when you're pregnant, that happens and it kept going and, and like, and missing her, you know, cause yeah, it wasn't yeah. there anymore. And it was just like, every time that would happen was that recognition of, of what's happened. You know, it's, it's a massive change of expectation, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's and that, and we know stress is caused by changes of expectation. And this is, to lose someone is for some reason it's hard for us to kind of comprehend death. Even though, you know, everybody has died and everybody will die, but we, you don't really explore that in our life. We just, it's, it's something that we, we, we don't expect, even though we're all going there eventually. The, The thing about grief is it makes you, it makes you grow and it makes you outgrow like an old version of you. And yeah, and that, and sometimes, you know, what, what people kind of go through is that they sometimes hold on to that grief because that's the only connection that they feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, yeah, I think there's a fear that if you let go of your grief, you, you lose the person entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been interest, an interesting process for me to observe. And as I'm letting go of my grief of Artemis to see that that actually is not our connection, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the grief is not, um, is not what is, is connecting me to her at all. It, that, that I can still have that feeling of her without the, the suffering you know, yeah. and that, that's also not what our, our loved ones would want for us. 
Um, but I do see that I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people recently who are grieving, you know, especially, and I think when you lose a baby, whether it's, um, you know, uh, due to infant loss or miscarriage or stillbirth, it's a, it's kind of a unique situation as well. Um, because there's very little tangible to hold on to. You don't have memories, you don't have little items, you don't have much there. And so sometimes it's like, all you've got is that grief. It's like, all you've got is that vacuum that was, you know, but that love is just as strong. Yeah. And, um, and because culturally we don't have rituals to kind of process the grief when we lose, um, when a baby is stillborn or there's a miscarriage that there's, there's not that there to also help process the grief. So I think it gets stuck to some for, for a lot of people. And, you know, um, people who've lost babies this way, it's like, they just want to remind her that the baby was real, you know, that it wasn't just all this dream. Um, but that, that holding on to that grief is not, is not particularly healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, or, or helpful, but like at the same time, I don't want to say anything that sounds callous, you know, because, but I love what you said about, that that's not the the connection right i mean we we feel that i mean because we connections are are, we we feel these connections so Mm -hmm. what we feel the most is a grief so we feel that that is the connection that we had but but i i loved what you said about that's not where the connection is at right and when I, after she died, I had this moment where I was just like, you know, what can I do to honor you? You know, what, what is it? And the, what felt like the realization was, was just, it's like, live better, you know, make better choices, you know, be, be myself, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was to keep going and to keep going. And, um, and, and like you said, when, it, when someone dies in your life, it's such a, it's an upgrade for you mm-hmm. as sad as that is. And you also grief that person you were before that happened. Right. Mm. That's true. I mean, you're, there's such, at least with, with my experience, mm-hmm. my grieving experiences, the person I was before the incident and in life before that and after mm-hmm. it was almost like in uh, BCAD yeah. in my life. You know, it's like the, the, it's like stepping through Alice's looking glass and it's like everything looks the same, but nothing is the same. Mm-hmm. And the reason nothing is the same is because your perspective and your consciousness takes such a leap after having such a huge transformational experience like that. Mm-hmm. That, um, And so to keep, think of it that way, that's like you have literally stepped into a new self yeah. after losing someone that close to you. And, um, and it's a gift. You know, it's, it's a gift that person has given you by their leaving. Um, and to think of it that way, to think about like, okay, well, I've, I've now been able to feel, it's almost like it, it, it excavates new chambers of your heart mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. lose someone like that. And then your capacity for compassion. Um, after my mother died, I remember feeling like, all of a sudden I could recognize those people who had experienced extreme loss. Whereas before I couldn't, you know, it was almost like you could see it in their faces. And, um, there was a depth to -hmm. people who had experienced that kind of loss. There's a certain maturity that comes with that. 
um, in the Harry Potter movies, did you ever see in the books too? They, they have the, after someone um, goes through a major loss, they could see a creature called a Thestral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to that. It's almost like you go through something like that and now you're in a new category. You've like been, you, you've been initiated into a, into a group of people who have gotten to experience that much power. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it changes you yeah. forever. And it makes you value other things once you know yeah. how, um, you know, how life, cause we, we feel like we're eternal, but once you see, well, life can just go like that. And I mean, right. this is in the karma continent, but yeah. you know, we, we can go cosmic and talk about, well, life is all the time, blah, blah, blah. But you know, once you see how fragile life can be, it makes you value other things. Yeah, I would say after my mother died, I that was the beginning of my looking at what I was doing in my life and thinking like this is not doing anything for anyone, you know. Yeah. Um I mean it took years. I wasn't meditating, so it took a long time for me to kind of f- complete that transformation. But I think about her death as being that pebble in the water and those ripples just kept going on for years. Yeah. You know, the effects of that and it's been interesting losing Artemis because I have this same feeling of like, wow, I wonder what trajectory this has put me on that I was not on before. And I can already see you even from the first day. Like it's like when we think about, you know, our life, we, we can think about it like as a highway and, and I can see you, you change the route completely into <laughs> like, like highway to evolution like there's this is gonna be significant and i can already see it in your face (laughs) that transformation that happens we've talked about rashis on here before i think yeah but maybe we should explain it a little um right a little more in detail a rashi is like a massive wave of change that um when a rashi happens you know can happen on an individual level it can happen to the society our society is going through one right now, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's an individual level where where it's everything changes. It's like all fronts of your life change. It's like a when wave that comes through and it's a massive shift in consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's like it it's like a wave that is is all irrelevancy washes away. Mm-hmm. And um, not all, intense. but a lot of it. <laughs> it can be really intense. It can seem like you're being punished sometimes, mm-hmm. but that is what it's doing is, is there is a certain amount of stagnation in your life and this is coming through to wash it away. And so when we lose someone, often we are, we go through a Rashi because that change is so big and so transformational that other things have to fall away too, you know? Um, when I lost my mom, I changed jobs. I changed boyfriends. I changed where I lived. I changed, you know, everything, everything changed within a one month period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it was at my Saturn return, which I didn't realize at the time. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It was right like to the month. And, um, but just if, if that's happening to you, just know that that's a good thing and you're recognizing things. It's like, wait a second, this is no longer, you know, I, I'm, I'm transforming. Like, it's, it's almost like you think about butterflies mm-hmm. 
and they it's always like oh cute butterfly little caterpillar is so sweet and becomes a butterfly isn't it adorable it's like that caterpillar has to turn to liquid it thinks it's the end it thinks it's going through the end literally caterpillar soup and then turns into the butterfly so it's like it's like yeah transformation is is that's the fire element it's it's really hard massive upgrade things like this do that to us and so you know when when going through the grief how i've been dealing with it when i feel it you know i have it seems to come when i'm finally by myself because i'm with my kids all the time so there's a certain part of me that's not like can't can't do that when they're around Mm -hmm. um not that I haven't showed them my sadness, but you know, it just doesn't seem to come out. And then finally I'm alone. And there's that, that wave of emotion that comes out and it's just like, it feels like something is coming out. It feels very cathartic. I I allow it, you know, if, if you're feeling that, if you're grieving and you're feeling one of those waves of grief that comes, um, I imagine it transforming me. I imagine it shaping what it needs to shape. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to cosmic and then I'm going to go back into the funnel and let it like, cause if I don't, if I stay cosmic, it's not going to change what it needs to change. So I just let that emotion just take me over a little bit and, um, and just allow it. And then and, if, and, like any wave it passes. And you said a super important point, which I want to highlight, you know, you have to go back into the uh, narrow end so that you can go through the lesson and actually learn what, what, what's happening. Yeah. 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 You, it's, 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 you know, you're experiencing at all those levels Mm -hmm. and, um, and to the extent that you can witness it, you know, you can get into that witnessing consciousness. Um, the suffering will be less Mm -hmm. and you can feel deeply, but you can, you can, um, you're not, the, the suffering comes from the resistance, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we actually don't want to miss the feeling of it. I think, you know, like for me, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to miss any, any of it because to me that it is that intensity that is shaping is doing the shaping. It's the intensity that is putting everything else in a new perspective. Yeah. It's going through the fire. Right. So it's like, let the fire do what it needs to do. Um, and know that, it's um, that it's all for a higher purpose. Yeah. And that transformation needs to happen. You have to feel, feel it so you can grow, grow from it. And yeah, I, I, I love it. We, cause that, that's also something that happens a lot in, in this ritual world. We, we kind of like want to just go cosmic all the time and, and we miss so much. So that's why, you know, when we, when we start to learn all about, you know, Vedic and Vedic worldview and Veda and all these advanced courses, we we're so fascinated at first with being cosmic that we want to stay there all the time, but we have to go experience it from all of the layers so that as you were saying, cause I want to highlight it again, we don't want to miss anything. These are rites of passage mm-hmm. that, that, you know, make, make us and shape us into, into these, greater versions of ourselves where we can actually see life and enjoy it from another perspective and actually learn and learn from this. Right. I like, I don't regret having 
I don't regret Artemis, you know, like if, if someone were to ask me, like, if you could go back to February and not get pregnant, you know, would you? And I mean, that's kind of a hard question because <laughs> in some ways that completely derailed <laughs> so many things <laughs> and I was sick for three months and then felt better finally. And then this happened. Um, so in some ways I think I'd be tempted to say, yeah, I, I, but, but if, but truly actually no, mm-hmm. because now I get to have her, her memory and her presence for the rest of my life. And that's going to be something that's going to help guide me and is going. And now that I've experienced this type of loss, um, I mean, I've experienced loss before, but I've never, I've had three kids, you know, I've, I, I only knew what having a live, healthy baby felt like. And having gone through this, I now feel like I, you know, after having my three kids, after having my first kid, actually, I should say, I suddenly felt like I was connected to all their mothers and was the mother of all children. Mm-hmm. And after this, I feel like I, I'm now connected to all mothers who have lost a baby and now somewhat of a mother to all lost children, yeah. you know, um, like it, it, it's, and that connection is, you know, it's a group of, of people who no one would want to be in that club, but they're the bravest people yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, you know, who've had to go through something like that. And, um, and it was interesting. I actually, I was, when we were burying her, cause we got to bury her, we got to hold her and, and have time with her. And we, we buried her ourselves. Um, I had a moment when we were burying her where it was almost like a layer. Like I went down an elevator and I felt all the women who had had this kind of loss. And it was like, it was such a lonely feeling. Like I felt this, like this, um, it, just, it was just, it's intangible. I could feel it. And what was interesting is then it like went down to another much more subtle layer mm-hmm. and I could feel the fathers. Oh. And it was, it was amazing because the women, even though there was this feeling of loneliness, there was this lattice between them. Yeah. And then I went down to the men and it was like this points of light where they're completely alone and completely separate. And, um, and it was much more subtle. It was not nearly as present as the women. And then at, after having done that, I observed like my husband and, you know, all my women friends were creating that lattice for me. It was like a net for me. They were bringing me food and bringing me like t- asking if they could take my kids mm-hmm. to watch them so I could grieve. And I think my husband got maybe two text messages, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was fascinating to see women make that lattice for each other and that support system. And for the men, it was almost like people forgot that he was grieving in a sense, you know, but I'm like, he lost a baby too. And, um, but there is that, 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 that access now to this experience that I would not trade, you know, it's, it's been a difficult experience, but it's one that, um, you know, once you've gone through something, now you can connect to people who've also gone through that and relate. And in that way, you can help make them not feel alone. Which is the most important way of connecting when somebody says, like, I know what you're going through. 
mm-hmm. there's nothing it's it's there's nothing better than that like if that person knows what I'm going through and 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 they've gone through it I, I can go through it and to hold each other through something as intense as that there's there's no greater um you know connection or shared experience in that and it just made me so teary-eyed to hear that because I that's part of you know you you told me a little bit about what you went through but I I hadn't heard that and now that you know you've opened up Artemis's garden which um I would love for you to talk about but it's so interesting because so many people have gone through this but nobody really talks about it yes. or they talk about it in their very small intimate circle of friends or family and so kind of we've all gone through grief in certain um in certain way but this specific type of grief not everybody has gone through it and so to be able to hold a space for people to to talk about it and and open up and and share that experience is just something that's so beautiful and and yeah, I'm just so proud of you for opening up this this space. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the, so the Artemis Garden is um, it's like a virtual garden. Um, I created it actually. I, I created the whole thing within a week of her um, death, and it was one. It was something that I could do because of one of the things about losing someone is this lack of being able to do anything about it. Like there's a feeling of urgency and not being able to do anything. But um, it also was because of that feeling of connection I felt and addressing that collective loneliness that um, mothers who lose um, children that early and fathers too feel. Fathers. So, father, I loved how, how fathers, you know, when you said that they, they go through that as well. Sorry, just... Yeah, I know what you said. Well, I think we're just starting to, people are starting to open up about how mothers go through things. And culturally, we haven't yet gotten to what fathers go through. So we forget about it in a way. Um, And of course, you know, the woman has that whole physical aspect, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, my body right now is, you know, is, is I'm in postpartum, you know, like you go through your body is looking for a baby and, um, you know, the, the, you start lactating and like all these things happen. And, and, um, and so there's like this, this physical aspect that happens with mothers who actually carried the baby and actually felt the baby inside. But that's not to say that fathers aren't going through something, um, that is, that is, profound in its own right um sorry i interrupted you with artemis garden no 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 worries i'll get to i'm getting there so the artemis garden is a garden um of of illustrated flowers and each flower i draw represents a baby that was lost whether due to um whether infant loss stillbirth or miscarriage and um and so i have all the flowers connecting because i like to think of like them all supporting each other, (laughs) connected to each other. And so, um, so someone can go on there and and just write, you know, the name of their baby, if the baby was named, if unnamed, I use a little star and, um, and write a message to their baby and request a flower type if they like. 
And then so I'll, I'll do an illustration of the flower and then it gets added to the garden with the messages. And for me, it was a way to help when I, I've seen so many women who still are carrying that grief. You know, it's been years and years and years and it's still just as raw it was almost since, you know, the day after. Um, it's a way of adding a ritual, you know, where there is no ritual. Mm -hmm. I, I was lucky. I got to bury Artemis. You know, we got to have that moment. We got to look that fire right in the face, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and return her to the earth and have a beautiful moment doing that with flowers and everything. And so, you know, in a lot of these circumstances, there isn't even that. It's just like it's there and then it's gone. And then you're just expected to be better and get over it. Mm -hmm. Have another baby, you know, like, or people will say like, oh, at least you have other kids. You know, there's been a lot of things that people say to people <laughs> that they mean well, and it, it isn't taken that way. And so these women and men are still carrying this pain. Um, and so by doing this, it's like they get to say the name out loud. You know, they get to say, yes, my baby was real. And she or he still is real. And here's a way I can, I can honor her. And hopefully that helps release the grief. You know, yeah. I don't, I, I don't want people to like burrow back into their grief. What I want is it to be cathartic, you know, to yeah. be released. And, um, and so hopefully this, this helps with that. It helps you like, um, give it a presence. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, most people don't know what to do when, you know, if they have a loved one who's lost a baby or, you know, due to marriage or stillbirth or, or you know, babies born soon after, lost soon after they were born. They don't know what to do. You know, it's hard to know what to do. How can you help someone in that situation? Mm -hmm. So this is also a way for someone, if they want to make a gesture, can do so. So you can dedicate to someone. So, um, you know, though, though, you know, I, I, I can't take credit for it. It came as a cognition and I just have to follow those things. <laughs> so, but it came through you. You were open enough to, to receive it and put it into action. Yeah. Now I just need time to do a lot of drawings. <laughs> That's right. I love doing them. I love, I love the drawings. It's, it's, and I love actually, um, getting to send love to the parents and the, and the baby that way, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, a, it's a flow of Soma. And so when I'm, when I'm making one, I'm usually crying the entire time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, which is a problem because it's watercolor, right? So <laughs> like, if the tears hit the paper, it screws it all up. So, <laughs> you get wet the pencil in your eye. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I just need to have like little, little things under my eyes, like little umbrellas. <laughs> to keep to keep it from upside down umbrellas but no <laughs> um but no I'm like I'm feeling it the whole time and just just accessing that and and you know that to me is is there's something beautiful in that too. give it like for me to be able to give that soma flow to somebody what soma just for those who don't know is a Sanskrit word it means like attention you know your your flow of consciousness mm -hmm. so yeah so if anyone's hearing this and wants to go on there it's it's theartemisgarden.com and the instagram is the artemis garden it's pretty easy actually and when i was actually impressed that that the url and the uh ig name was still there it's, it was for you <laughs> yeah it was waiting it was for her it was for my sweet baby yeah i'm amazing i got through this entire episode without crying 
pretty good. I got very <laughs> teary eyed when I heard. I'm like, you. we got two more minutes. I'm, I might. <laughs> and so you lose your 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 vision of the future. You know, it's not just a loss of of the individual. It's a loss of 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 everything you imagined it would be. Yeah, and there's a lot of grief for that as well. Right. Like the, I had, you know, there was so much grief and, and just, you know, like I, I'm more, when her due date comes, there's going to be that moment because there's that whole vision of what, of what it would have been like at that time Yeah, that I'm going to be going through. And there's also, you know, it's funny, just, you, you don't think about it, but um, like, for example, my phone thinks I'm pregnant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I yeah. get ads for cribs and maternity clothes like, constantly and i'm just like how do i tell the algorithm that this is no longer the case i am not pregnant anymore because the phone hears everything i know <laughs> like siri siri tell the algorithm <laughs> but it's just you know like you have reminders of that and you know you see people and babies and it's just like uh when we were in the hospital when it was happening you know, that of course, like we're in the waiting room and this woman comes in with like a three day old infant. I'm like, really, really? I, I needed that. I needed yeah. that right now as I was still there pregnant. Um, you know, it's just, but you know, as with all, every tragedy in my life, at least like, you know, I don't know about everyone else, but for, at least for me, every tragedy has had so many blessings attached to it. You know, and this one too, the, the amount of love that I've felt and received from the people in my life after, through this has been amazing, you know, and it's like this, this tragedy is like a seed just wrapped in love yeah, blessings, you know, and, and there's some moments when I, I don't even want to think about that and I just want to be pissed off, you know, which is okay too. Which is okay, I think. Sometimes we feel that because, you know, we're meditators or, you know, we're in a, in a certain path that we shouldn't feel these things. And it's totally fine for some days to just want to cry and, you know, kick the wall or whatever. And that's okay, too. We need to go through those days. And I think the best thing that meditation has given me th through this is that knowledge and not just knowledge, but experience that she's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I can feel her at times and I know she's, she's fine. She's exactly, she came here. This was exactly what she needed to experience here. Mm -hmm. And what I went through, this is exactly what I needed to experience. This was the, this was always going to be the experience. Yeah. You know, this was always what needed to happen here. I just didn't know it. And so, um, so I, so it's like, well, I was able to give her what she needed. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. <laughs> I didn't make it because <laughs> she, 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 I would have liked to have been her mom for longer. Mm -hmm. I wish she needed more, but you know, but I'm happy she's gotten, you know, that I could do for her whatever she needs. And that's, that's really is what being a mom is, is, is that kind of devotion. So you know, even though I wish, <laughs> I wish there was a longer time that we could have known each other. Mm -hmm. But but knowing she's okay helps. Yeah. It helps knowing that that's 
and that she still exists. And she picked you. She she yeah. she wanted she wanted that growth that she had left um, before she reached enlightenment to, yeah. to come from you because you are such a wonderful mother to not only your children but everybody around you. <laughs> well, it's funny because I did have a moment where I was, you know, like, um, you know, I'm sorry, you know, feeling like maybe she didn't want me, you know, or didn't like me. It was getting in a very small headspace and was like, you know, and I had this feeling of her, this voice that said, you know, you're, you know, no, I like you. You're the best mom. I just didn't need a mom. And at least not right now. And that's, that's fine. You know, with, when I was pregnant with Adrian, we had this feel, this worry that there's something wrong with him. I remember that. And Ben was panicked because we had a test that came back kind of inconclusive. And they told us like, there could be something really wrong with the baby. And I was really stressed out until I had this realization that, that he, he could come however he wanted to come. My only job was to love him. And so I, I, offered that up to him and I was like you come however you need to come and I'm just gonna love you and that's all that's that's it that's my only role in this and um and of course he came out the fat little chair <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him at all he's like couldn't be more he's like superman's baby I don't know what's with this child he's like bionic but um but then you know I thought about that with Artemis too and you know she came how she needed to come and that same thing. My only job was to love her through it and to continue to love her. Yeah. That love was all, is always going to be there. Yeah. And she's, there's that story of Krishna. Now I'm really going to get the waterworks going. It's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite. Oh my God. I lose it. I lose it. I don't, can you tell it? Cause I can't tell it. I'm just going to cry. Uh, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but uh, Krishna was offering a boon mm -hmm. uh, to everyone. And so all these people came asking him for, for a boon. And so Krishna's mother came and, and asked him for a boon. And she asked, because once you... Well, he, he was dying, right? He, or he knew he was dying soon or something like that. And so he was going to everyone in his life, seeing if they wanted a boon. I don't remember that, that detail, but yeah. I trust you. Okay. This. <laughs> um, and so once you reach a certain state of enlightenment, you're not coming back. <laughs> so uh krishna's mother asked um if she could she could be allowed to come back um, right to not be enlightened mm -hmm. so so that she could come back if he ever needed a mother again because she 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 would live as many lifetimes as needed so that if he ever decided to come back krishna was an avatar so he could come back um, if he ever decided to, to come back, she could be his mother again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I remember the first time I heard that was during our training I and remember. I was in the back row and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I couldn't even breathe. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but it's true. It's beautiful. And what I love about that too is her name's Yashoda. Yashoda is Krishna's mother. And, um, and that, you know, I love that she wasn't his birth mother, you know, that the kind of um, 
the kind of icon of motherhood in the Vedic lore is is not even a birth mother, which to me shows that motherhood transcends that that you know a mother can be anyone, not just someone who births, but that um, but yeah she she was she was so devoted to him that um, that she would forgo her own liberation in order to be there for him, and I think that that is what we. You know, motherhood and parenthood, that's how powerful it is. Um, and so when we lose someone, but especially when we lose a child, that we're feeling that power. That's the power of that, the power of, of, of you know, it's a power that's so strong it made the universe. <laughs> so if you feel that and it feels like it's more than you can take, then don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is superhuman to have to to have to have a loss whether it's a loss of a parent or a loss of a child i think those bonds are so strong that you it is a divine experience i've always thought that you know a birth and death is where you look into the face of god and um and both are and that's what transforms you that's why you come back not the same yeah and i want to thank you for opening up like this um opening up your heart to to me and to anyone who's who's listening because that's a very hard thing to do to open up and be vulnerable and to share everything that you've gone through um it's really an amazing thing and so uplifting to hear you and to, you know, I, I know a lot of people are going to feel very, very uplifted and very connected to you um, because of this brave thing that you're doing. So I just really wanted to thank you for, for doing that. Well, thank you. You know, as anyone who's gone through a loss of this kind of magnitude knows, you go through this and nothing is ever hard again. So um, to me, it's it, it actually makes it easier to talk about sometimes, you know, sometimes going through life going, you know, just doing the things I used to do, going to the grocery store, you just kind of want to stop in the middle of the grocery store and be like, no, the earth has stopped, you know, <laughs> there's been a crack in the earth and no one else heard it. Yeah. Um, I think when you go through loss, that's what it feels like. It's, it's like rage at the normalcy of everything. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's easier for me to talk about because then at least it's acknowledging what happens. Um, but yeah, if anyone needs any support, I'm here. You know, that's what we're here for, is to support each other yeah. through these things that we have no control over. Um, thanks, Izzy. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you all. And, um, and take care. Take your day. Take your day.